Today we bring you part three of the Charles Bravo mystery murder. Here, we're going to go through the suspects and tell you who did it. We're not really going to tell you who did it, but we're going to take a, a wild guess. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Let's stop there with Carrie's, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. everyone. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. My name is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. I'm Dean. Hi, Dean. We just Three heard. Three-parter, huh? Three-parter. This is part three. This is a little shorter here. We're going to give you a quick recap here. First of all, who else noticed Carrie's little <laughs> aww at the end of the tease there? I thought that was tragically cute. So, quick recap of part two. We found it started with the sickness, I guess, the Charles Bravo on April 18th, 1876, fell sick, and it wasn't from the bloater on toast they had had for dinner earlier that night. It was from something far worse. <laughs> Wait, did you talk about bloater on toast? I did toast? indeed. Oh. It's like a fish paste. Oh, God. Because remember, English people eat horrible things. Yeah. So, he didn't just vomit once, he vomited again and again and again. Six doctors would eventually see him and attend to him over the next three days as he withered away and slowly died during that entire time, though he must have known that he had been poisoned immediately when he started getting sick. He refused to cast any suspicion on anyone and continued to tell a ludicrous, clearly false story that he may have accidentally taken too much laudanum for a toothache. And of course, the post-mortem showed that he had been killed by intimity, a very, very, very caustic poison. So it's this weird situation where his own, his own family had seen him during those three days and came to him, and all his doctors are saying, please tell us what happened to you. You must know something, and he refused to the entire time. Three days later, he died without giving up any secrets of what he may have suspected yeah. or known. So they had a couple of inquests. The first one was kind of friendly. The second one, not so much, toward his wife, Florence Bravo. Out of these inquests, especially really the second one, Florence came in for quite a bit of suspicion from the public and particularly from Bravo's family, who flat out thought she had murdered him. Yeah. The coroner's verdict in the second inquest basically said, okay, he died of intimidity. We don't think he took it himself. Somebody murdered him. We just don't know who that was and kind of punted and left it at that. So now here in part three, we're going to tackle what the coroner's the inquest did not tackle, which is who did this? I don't know how they determined that he didn't take it himself. Well, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that. It's not, it's not impossible that he didn't take it no, himself. No, of course not. You're right. Just because he didn't admit it doesn't mean he didn't do no. it. No, no, you're right. You're right. And, and there's motives actually for him to have taken yeah. himself. And that would motivate him not to have told what happened. So we'll get into that. Okay. But first, let's start with really the most obvious suspect by far, which is Florence Bravo, yeah. his wife. She had motive to kill him. He was... By all accounts, at least if you believe her, believe Jane Cox, and you believe some of the other witnesses who he said some pretty shitty things, he's clearly a gold digger who was going after her money, who was marrying her for money. But she would argue, and Jane Cox would back her up, that he was awful, that he was making some pretty awful demands on her, and that she realized pretty quickly she had made a terrible mistake in marrying him. But she'd been there, done that before. She had, She, but... She had needed the reputation repair that he brought to her. Remember, he kind of ruined her. Yeah. Or, or, or I'm sorry. What he kind of saved her from, uh, uh, essentially, reputational ruin, and 
he, you know, kind of does this service, but now her life just seems unbearable. And now that she has her reputation has been kind of restored, he's kind of expendable at that point. So uh, given her past divorce, Florence's past divorce, divorce again was probably not an option. She had a separation under her belt from her first husband. She had a very scandalous affair with an older man, Dr. James Golly, that had ended in abortion. And now with the inquest, the public knew all about that. And at this time when he died, she'd only been married to Charles a few months. So if she tried, yeah, it had only been six months or so. Yeah. Yeah, they got married in the fall. Gosh, I want to say late September, October, something like that. All right, God, maybe even later in the year than that, like more like Christmas. It had been a, it had been several months since they had that they had been married. Wait, did she have a, a miscarriage too during there? She had two miscarriages. Okay, so, in six months. Yes. Holy she moly! Did. Remember, okay. he was insisting on let's right. go, let's go. You're back in action now. Yeah. He really wanted a male heir, or he just wanted to have sex, yeah. or both. Divorce in this situation would have put her right back on the social scrap heap without doubt. And she would also, by the way, remember, she'd also lose the priory, the mansion she had bought because she had signed it over to him in his sure. name. If she, So a divorce would have been pretty ruinous for her. But she's not a dumb person, she's correct? Very, very clever person. No, she's okay. smart. So it would be pretty dumb to think if I poison my husband with this horrible poison, and there's going to be no suspicion on me. Uh, well, you know. And, and it would be quite the scandal. It would, it would be if, if, I mean, if there was suspicion. I mean, when you're kind of desperate, though, I think you do desperate things. And it, feel, it feels like sure. she was pretty desperate I, here. I don't disagree. I think her desperation would be more so I'm going to leave and go somewhere for an extended yeah. stay and then never come back. I don't know. I, you could see how, I mean. Because she's lost her house. So. But she did get, well, if he's dead, she won't have lost her house. It goes back to her. No, I understand okay. that. Sorry. I'm saying my view of how Florence would handle her desperation. Either way, her her reputation is going to be damaged and there's going to be a scandal. Yeah. I, Even uh, if she's not blamed for his death, there's going to be suspicion. And it's going to follow her for the rest of her life. Probably, so, but and I think she's smart enough to figure that out. But still, it's a lot cleaner to divorce. And a divorce, he would have gotten oh, a house. He would yeah. have probably got a big settlement. I'm from not her. saying she would ever even get a divorce. Just well, here's another thing too. Actually, a divorce at this time was actually not a, a sure thing. If she had tried to get a divorce, she would have had to have yeah. proven both cruelty and adultery. So a divorce would have ruined her reputation in that way. Right. Would have dragged her through the mud all over again. So I don't know. I, I, no, a divorce, I'm just saying. Just, just. Plenty of couples lived separately and never divorced. Oh, I see what you mean. Back in the day. Yeah, but he wouldn't, he was. For whatever reason. I think she could be fairly certain he was not going to tolerate that kind of arrangement. He wanted constant sex. Yeah. He, and, and by the way, some, maybe some pretty crazy stuff going on there. Yeah. And he wanted an heir. So I, I don't know. I, I, I could see how she'd weigh the two. In a divorce, it, it was not a sure thing. She loses a lot. Her reputation is dragged through the mud. A murder, she gains, she keeps everything. Maybe her reputation is dragged through the mud or loses. Maybe it doesn't. She also had had a rapprochement with her family from this. And she probably at least would have maintained the relationship with her family, would have never believed that she had murdered him. And indeed, after the fact, did not believe that yeah. she had murdered him. So I, I could see how she could weigh those two and say, neither is a great option, but murder is a better option. Yeah, I don't think she's a murderer. 
Charles, <laughs> even in her, remember in her mind, he posed a physical threat to her. So yeah. maybe more than just a reputation, he was insisting on having children. Remember, she had a 19th century abortion, and there had been some complications coming from that. She had two miscarriages in just a few months that they had been married. And she was convinced, according to, to Miss Cox and, and later her, she was convinced that another pregnancy would be a grave risk to her health. So mm-hmm. it wasn't just, there's a lot of motivation here. To do to get rid of him, I just and again, I would just say that the divorce option could have seen a second best to the murder option. But here's the key, though: were Charles's physical demands on Florence what cost him his life? Because wives at this time were known to sometimes use a little something to hold off horny husbands. I mean, it was not unheard of to spike their drinks in return for an uneventful night. Mm -hmm. That was actually not—I don't want to say common. But it was, people knew about it, it was done. But that would be more something like laudanum, not antimony. Probably, yeah, I know. But but this gives you a way that it doesn't have to be murder, you know, culpable, actual, planned murder. So there could have been an accident. Another thing that women use, and men did too sometimes, would they would use substances to make their partner feel nauseous. And that can not just curb the sexual appetite, but also curb excessive drinking. So... It's for one or both of those reasons. Maybe Florence sort of dipped into these this chemical bag of tricks to avoid not just you know a bad night, but but getting pregnant again and that what she thought was was dangerous. Tartar emetic, which is antimony, which is yeah. what killed him, was one of these nausea inducing substances. But of course, as you know, it's it's administered in very 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 tiny doses. So could we conceive of Florence making a terrible mistake, just grossly, I'm going to give him intimity. It's going to make him sick. He won't want to have sex with me. And she just really, really messed up the dosage somehow. So it's not murder, but it's, I guess yeah. it would be manslaughter, but it's essentially it's an accidental murder in a sense. I don't know. What do you, just what's your gut reaction to that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, first ask yourself, does she have the opportunity? We know she has the means. We know she had access to Tartar Medic. They had intimity in the house for both as Tartar Medic and, and down in the stables for use with the horses. Was she had the opportunity, though? She knew that he kept that, remember he kept a water bottle or a flask or something by his bedside all the time, and he always drank water before he went to bed. That was well known to the household. It's not clear if this water bottle was already there, was already placed by his bed, like early, like say before dinner or something like that. Yeah. Because, you know, right when dinner started and they have, you know, you have dinner for a long time and, and they're all three, Mrs. Cox and um, Florence and Charles all together having dinner and the staff is there waiting on them, et cetera. How is she going to do that? I guess she right. could have, I mean, she could have, I have to go to the ladies room, not in the ladies room, the water yeah. closet, the WC and she excuse herself and she put some tartar emetic into his water bottle and she didn't realize she put way 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 too much or if you're she could have realized fully she put way way too much yeah um so that's possible it seems though um it seems like she would have had to spike it's more likely she would have had to spike the water before dinner just to be safe i just don't know if uh if i don't know what the situation i don't know when it was put there i don't know who put it there i'm not sure but it's it, you can conceive of a way she would have had the means to have done that, possibly. Yeah. We'll come back to that actually later on. So she does have the motive. She does possibly have the opportunity. She does for sure have the means. So just ask yourself, did she hate Charles enough to kill him? 
or was she just trying to keep him off her? And if it was a terrible accident, what was her end game? So if you, if you want to believe that it was an accident, she gave him too much accidentally, can she really do that forever? How long is she going to do that? If she's a terrified of getting yeah. pregnant ever again in the rest of her life, could that be what happened? That seems to argue against that because that seems such a short-term strategy. Well, but you said it wasn't uncommon. So it wasn't uncommon, but in her situation, that, it was more like, God, I'm tired. He's going to demand his marital rights. Tonight, I'm going to give him a little something. In her case, she would have had to been doing that forever because she never wanted to have sex in the game because she did not yeah. want to risk ever getting pregnant again. So it's different than how other annoyed wives <laughs> did that. And by the way, our dog is humping things. She's a, <laughs> she's a terrible dog. So, so if you hear something, it's her humping uh, something. I don't know it's a dog bed. A dog bed? She's humping a dog bed. Thank God Wolverine <laughs> doll is over there. She's not humping him. Apologies to Hugh Jackman if she does do that, which she has. If there is no other way for Florence to escape from Charles permanently but to kill him. Because remember, if, it, if she needed to do this, she needed to have a permanent solution. If, she, if it really was motivated by her need to get rid of him and her fear of him making her pregnant again. And, and you also agree that she did need to escape him. And I think that's, that's a decent argument for that. Then you just have to decide. And I think I know how you've decided. Was Florence Bravo capable of murder? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to her actions on the night of the murder and af- right after that in just a minute. First, let's meet our second suspect. Who do you think that is? Mrs. Cox. Mrs. Cox. Jane Cox. She's kind of a close second, most she's, likely suspect. She's she's your first head of. Oh, interesting. Florence for me, yes. As we remember from parts one and two, she is Florence's companion, mm-hmm. her latest companion, so in a pretty well paid position. So the motive here was that Charles was trying to get. Cox fired mm-hmm. and that Jane Cox really, really needed this job. It was a good income. Florence paid her well. She had two kids in private school. Her income without this job was pretty meager. So this job kept her kids in private school, kept her out of poverty. Charles trying to get her fired. And this is a lifetime job. She was much older. So what was she? She was 15 years or so older than Florence. So this is a great gig forever. She does not want to lose her job. Would she kill to keep this job, especially to kill a person who was pretty awful? So yeah. you, could, you could buttress this argument by noting how maybe Mrs. Cox was very devoted to Florence. Mm-hmm. She, it was like kind of a daughter she never had. She had two young sons, and so Florence is almost like her older daughter. She also may have felt a little bit responsible for the position Florence was now in, since it was she who brought Charles into her life. It was indeed. She thought she was doing a good deed. It Mm -hmm. had gone all wrong. She thought she was doing something to repair her beloved Florence's reputation, which it did, which worked. She didn't know the guy was a piece of shit. Yeah. So, yes, she could have felt guilty. She could have, it could have been from devotion and love. So, you know, would she have murdered Charles to help herself and also help Florence by getting her out of this horrific marriage in a way that doesn't do damage to her reputation again. And I think her saying to people that he told her that he took the poison Mm -hmm. could be her way of deflecting. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's the way of saying uh, they, they all wanted this to be a suicide. Mm -hmm. Remember her father about before the first inquest said, I can get a a determination of suicide easily because I have all these connections in law enforcement. And he did, and he did get a very, a very kind first inquest, but it was public opinion that yeah. forced a second, more effective inquest later on. 
So it's possible we have these these motives of well, kind of love and also guilt mm-hmm. from Mrs. Cox and also self-preservation as well. We kind of have three motives for her. She did, though, remember, she kind of lightly threw Florence under the bus during that second inquest was she kind of yeah she she dragged her her reputation she she said more than she probably even needed to say yeah so you could argue that maybe dampens the whole love motive part of it but you still have the self-preservation you still have the guilt and love kind of go together so if she had soured on florence but then again that but that was after the fact she may have soured after the the act Mm -hmm. had already been done but here's the problem though the motive probably the most powerful motive is the self-preservation that's just human nature, yeah. right? The part about her losing her job. James Ruddock, he wrote a book called Death at the Priory. It's about the Bravo case. He argues that Jane Cox already knew that she was due to inherit a pretty good sum of money from an aunt in Jamaica, where she was from. Oh. And this did occur. It occurred after Bravo, Bravo's death, shortly after Bravo's death. Here's the problem, though. It's just not clear at all that she really did know until after the deed was done. I haven't I didn't find anything like exactly when the aunt died or whatever. I was gonna say, was the aunt already dead? I'm not sure. I'm not positive, but a lot of folks question James Ruddick is kind of making a supposition by saying that it's not at all clear that she really didn't know this until after Charles was dead. So put that into the maybe box. But if that's true, that certainly would have gutted her motive, her the most likely motive, which self to keep her job. In terms of opportunity, Jane would have had the same opportunity to dose Charles's waters Florence had, whenever that was, long yeah. before dinner, excusing herself during dinner, kind of the same thing. Jane's actions, like Florence's, can be kind of variably interpreted. For instance, neither of them remember went to help when Charles first screamed out for Florence, Florence, I want hot water, hot water now. They both just sat, Florence was supposedly asleep. And Mrs. Cox was calmly knitting or crocheting. I choose to believe crocheting right next to her. There's no, I mean, he would have screamed this in the hall, right down the hall from their bedroom. They had, they would have heard him for sure. So it is, that isn't, both their actions are kind of unusual in that sense, a little bit suspicious. I, I think it's more suspicious for Mrs. Cox than for Florence. Because Florence could have been passed out. Uh-huh. She did have a lot of Marsala. Mm-hmm. Remember, she's drinking like a bottle of the Marsala wine. What is, did you tell me this already? Is it like an amber wine? What is Marsala? I don't know. Oh, I thought you told me last last episode. Oh. No? No, I, I don't remember. I, is it I good? I might have. But I, I kind of want some now yeah. because I've never I've heard the name. I don't know if I've ever had it, though. Can you get me some Marsala, please? Nope. Damn it. Florence had been talking to Charles just a few minutes before he came screaming from his door. So if she passed out, she passed out very quickly. So just a few minutes before she was awake and fine, Florence, I mean, and Jane, and just a few minutes later, Charles comes out, screams, they do nothing. The maid goes in to find out why they're doing nothing, and she sees Florence in bed, oh, shoo, oh, shoo, oh, shoo, and Mrs. Cox just knitting. That You have to admit, that picture could seem a little contrived. Yeah. It does make me a little suspicious. Were they just trying to buy time? For the poison to do its work that they knew they had, oh, they see. one or both. So that that would explain why neither one of them came to his aid. But then Mrs. Cox, at least not Florence yet, Mrs. Cox did spring into action pretty quickly. She came out and she went to Charles's aid. But even those actions are a little odd. Remember, she had a maid immediately clean the vomit from the basin that Charles had just barfed into. Yeah, she also 
had a, a, a servant clean the vomit from the roof below the window that he had vomited out of. Seems weird to do that so quickly. I mean, that that night, yeah. right then, she had these things happen. She also had said, at least I've, I've seen it written, that she had Charles's six-stained nightshirt burned. Mm. All those things sound a little suspicious, Very don't they? Suspicious. This is Jane Cox. Mm-hmm. Cox also supposedly tossed the remaining water in Charles's water bottle and rinsed it out. Yeah, that's this weird. part again is very uncertain. We oh. don't know that for sure. It's just kind of oh. set after the fact. Who knows? Yeah. And then, you know, you're talking. Who knows what yeah. could happen? It's, it's, a, it's a frantic scene. He's violently ill. He fairly soon passes out. A doctor has been called and is on the way. She's ordering things to be cleaned up. Did she rinse the bottle out? We don't know. She may have though. Yeah, she, but if it's if you truly believe it's just water, why? Yeah, why? I know that is odd, but but I wouldn't give that too much weight because it may never have happened. Yeah, someone did that. Because we recall the doctor, one of the doctors, stupidly tasted from that water bottle. Yeah. So it, it, someone almost certainly did throw the water out. Yeah, who knows? And it could have been a situation. Where clearly, he is sick. Clearly, something had made him sick. They yeah. could have thought, yeah. oh, maybe. Who knows? Maybe it was bad water. Who yeah. knows? It wasn't, you know. Cholera. I don't know yeah. how that works. I don't think cholera is like I don't think cholera either, but you know, <laughs> back in the day, you never know. Yeah. Jane Cox did call a doctor, but she called a doctor that she knew would not get to their house for quite a while. And she also knew that there were doctors in the immediate area. So yeah. that too seems a little suspicious to folks. During Charles's dying days, Jane claimed he had secretly told her that he had poisoned himself, that he had taken the poison. Don't tell Florence, right? right? Was this her way, like I think you just alluded to, to protect herself? Or was she even protecting Florence? Mm -hmm. Or think she was protecting Florence too? Or was she protecting both of them because they were a murder team? They had done this thing (laughs) together. Yes, and Jane... Got her signals crossed. She thought she was supposed to put the antimony oh in the God. thing. And yes. Florence thought she was supposed to put it in. That's why he got such a large They dose. both put in 15, way more than enough to yep. kill him. But yeah. 30, wow, yep. did a number on him. That's, you know what? That's not bad. I know. I like that. Yeah. If Jane Cox was involved or Jane Cox was involved with Florence, she and Jane and Florence as well put on a pretty good show because remember they did take action. Jane took action uh-huh. first. Later, Florence took action as well. Remember, Florence called for a neighborhood yeah. doctor. Said, "No, hold on, my doctor in, in Balham, I think, is no, my doctor is further away oh, that Mrs. Yeah. Cox had called for. Just get the closest doctor. Right. Hurry yeah. and sent a servant out to get a, a closer doctor. Yeah, but also if they knew anything about what they drugged him with, they knew he was going to die no matter what. So you would think so, yeah. Also, Jane Cox calling Florence's doctors maybe not that ridiculous because at least that's a doctor she knew and trusted. Yeah. So it's possible. I don't think that it's that ridiculous. No, I don't think so either. There's probably more has been made of the doctor thing. Yes. She, Jane Cox, and Florence both seemed to try to help. And witnesses said Florence seemed genuinely concerned and was very upset mm-hmm. about Charles. And that he was also affectionate to- toward her during his ordeal, as you recall. Yep. He didn't say, if he, if he did think she did it, he didn't act like it. Yeah. The same can possibly be said about Jane, by the way. Some people say that, no, he wasn't that angry with her. He really wasn't trying to get her fired, or at least he wasn't constantly at, they weren't enemies. They say basically he kind of treated her pretty well. He called Jane Cox Janie, and she called him Charlie. Yeah. So some other people have said, you know, it wasn't as bad. The relationship wasn't as bad as folks think, which, again, would speak to the lack of a motive. Of Correct. Jane, but you still can fall back on Jane wanting her Florence to get out of this terrible relationship. Yeah. 
So if one or both of Mrs. Cox and Florence knew Charles had already been given enough poison that death was certain, like he said, they could do all these things. Uh-huh. They could go through these motions knowing he's going to die. They're probably surprised it took him three days to die. Yeah. I think I'm the doctors were too. Yeah. They knew he was dead. His innards were just wrecked. They know they knew what they'd given him. It's just waiting for him to die. And they probably, every hour he didn't give them up was probably just an incredible relief to them if indeed they had, they had yeah. done this. So that's the, the case for Jane Cox and really kind of for Florence as one or possibly them acting in concert. Yep. Do we have any other suspects? Yep. We have some tangential ones. I know who you're thinking of. Let's start with the, the minor ones before we go to the last good suspect. Okay. The the Doctor Goli, that's the uh, older paramour of Florence Bravo. People think there's just at least a possibility that he was involved somehow. For, he was a doctor, remember? Oh, that was a not a real know, doctor. Not really, but still, he had he had, did have medical training. He could have instructed maybe Florence and or Mrs. Cox into yeah. what they would do. He could have supplied them with intimity. Like I said, they I think they had Tartar it. medic. I think, but maybe I don't know. Maybe or maybe he said, "Hey, this will work. This will this will for sure kill him." Uh, who knows? He almost certainly, I think, was the person who had written those poison pen letters to Charles. About you know you're a douche yeah <laughs> and um, she's um, and kind of saying nasty things and very likely Doctor Lloyd would have would have hated Charles yeah. for sure he had taken away the the his I, love yeah but he wouldn't have the opportunity to to have done it himself he so. would not I think the motivation is very thin even though yeah. and the the opportunity is non-existent yeah. essentially Doctor Goli had clearly no for sure he didn't have any direct role but he was on the outs with Florence. He was yeah. pissed at her. He would stop speaking right. to her. Yeah. Why would he kill for her? Yeah. And could he really have blamed Charles for Florence breaking off with him? I mean, she had broken up no, with him. Yeah. That was her she choice. Did it on her own. Yeah. yeah. It was, I don't know. The, the letters, if anything, the letters were more harmful to Florence than they were to Charles. So the letters, in my mind, said things about, you know, Florence's past. Yeah. I think that was to cause her pain, not to cause yeah. Charles pain. So I don't think he has a motivation to kill Charles really at all. I think, honestly, he's suggested in accountings of this case, but that, to me it seems more to fill out the potential roster of suspects than anything else. They have to have more than just Charles and Jane Cox. I'm, I'm sorry, Florence and Jane Cox. So in like an Agatha Christie thriller, yeah. you got to have multiple suspects to throw them off the track. We don't have, we're not doing that here. We're not writing an Agatha Christie book, so we're going to toss out Dr. Gawley. I think you agree? Yes. Now, the other, ah, there's more than one, but staff. Servants. Yeah. Did the servants do do something here? So and see, there's details of their lives that we don't know. The servants, you mean the staff? Yeah, maybe he was yeah. abusing a housemate or That's something. That's true. Very, so. very possibly. And he did, in a sense, abuse George Griffith. Remember, he was the the groom yeah. who had been sacked by Charles, and he did hold a grudge, and he did famously predict that Charles would but die yeah, imminently yeah. within mm-hmm. a few months. He, Griffith had ready access to intimidate, remember, from the from the stables. Mm-hmm. He, so he had the motive. He had the opportunity. I, I'm sorry, he had the means. And the motive, again, was being fired by Charles. Right. But then we left with opportunity, and that falls apart. Well, unless he had a little something-something with... A maid. Oh, so and... a partnership with a, ma- a maid. Okay, okay. Then he was smart. If that's true, he was smart because he was not only Far not away. anywhere uh-huh. near the priory, he was 65 miles away working on the coast in Hearn Bay. His 
presence in Hermbay was attested to by his employer. So he had a rock, rock solid alibi. Yeah. He could not have done it. So yeah, no, you're right. Maybe he did have a, a relationship. And so she had been abused by him. He had been fired. They hatched this plot together. Sure. But you know, if every servant who got fired yeah, by their I asshole know. boss, I mean, it, it's a pretty thin motive. It's a thin motive. And also... He would have had to be incredibly dumb because would he have predicted Charles's death within right. a few months <laughs> if he was going to murder Charles within that timeline? Yeah. No, I don't Probably think so. Not. So then another, another staff suspect is Marianne Keebler. She was the young maid who had first responded to Charles's cries for Florence to go, you know, fetch, fetch him hot water. So, yeah, I, I actually hadn't thought about that. So, so if, if she had been abused by, and it's possible because his yeah. wife was pregnant and, and recovering from miscarriages for a lot of their very, yeah. very brief marriage, so it's not impossible, and he was a randy man. Yeah. If that happened, though, no one ever would be worried about it. Not right. the other servants either. Usually, I don't know this for a fact, but having read 19th century English mystery novels, usually <laughs> the entire staff knows what's going on. The other servants. Your experience is from Downton Abbey. So would the, according to our fictional experiences of these situations, would, wouldn't you think the other staff would know about it and someone would say something about that? I don't know. Did they have a huge staff? They had at least a couple other servants, I believe. Yeah. Not a huge staff, no. Yeah. I think someone would have known about it know. if that was happening. Maybe I, Mrs. Cox. Maybe I think a, a young Florence maid could keep it quiet out of mm. shame and. I suppose. Yeah. I shall tell the mistress. You will not. So yeah, maybe okay. But otherwise, though, Marianne Keebler, the maid, has been posited by one researcher. I won't say the person's name because it's embarrassing. The case that that this person made for Marianne Keebler being the murderer apparently centers on that she was upset at Charles for forcing Florence to fire Florence's own personal maid, which essentially doubled the duty of Marianne (laughs) Keebler. Yeah, that's silly. That's pretty dumb. Yeah. And so I don't think it's any of... The staff. What do you think? Um, I think that's one where we don't know enough. Yeah. To True. Say, to say okay. for sure. You're right. I just feel like I guess I'm going to fall back on I think something would have been whispered about that and, and nothing has been. Yeah. I, I, you know, after he's dead, I don't know. I feel like Jane Cox would have known or suspected. Florence could have easily known or suspected. I feel like he wouldn't even maybe even kept it a secret from her. And she would be like relieved. Florence, I honestly... I don't. I don't think he cared. So I don't know. Maybe it's well, possible. He might not have cared if she found out, but that yeah. doesn't mean he's going to tell her. But it, no. But if she found out, she's going to talk about it after. Because remember, she they yeah. they dragged him in the 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 deposition before the inquest and during yeah. the inquest, very pointedly dragged his dragged him through the mud. So yes. if they knew about that or suspected that, I, I feel like they would have said it at those points. Yeah. But they didn't. No, and but also that then that would have cast suspicion on. Marianne Keebler or better than them, whichever made if they did it right. Or no, I mean, maybe it would, but I still think they would have they would have thrown that in as well because they were clearly trying to make it. They're clearly trying to make him seem like an ogre to yeah. uh, excuse. I don't know. It, it just I don't know if it's to excuse what they did if if they were ever accused, but they clearly said terrible things about yeah. him. So we are left with one more suspect, though, and that is. Charles, Charles Bravo himself. So if it seemed, listeners, that we we're fresh out of suspects, uh-uh, we got one more, is <laughs> Charles. The initial assumption seems to be that Charles had committed suicide. So the initial doctors said, okay, he must have committed suicide. So maybe he did. Mrs. Cox 
claimed that he had admitted this to her, though we think that admission is, is at least a little bit questionable. And, yeah. there, and, and there was one of the doctors she allegedly said that to said she never told me that. Why would Charles kill himself, though? I mean, he had just married a fortune. He now owned a mansion. He probably assumed or at least likely hoped to eventually gain more control over Florence's money, which even with the recent law, there was still a good chance that he was going to be able to, you know, over time, gain more control over yeah. her fortune. His, so his business, his lawyer business may have been bad, but he was set for life at this point with her. Charles was said to be happy at the time. The servant said he seemed in good spirits. He even had plans for the next day to play tennis with friends. So <laughs> he also told Marianne Keebler, the maid, so he took a bath, I guess, on the, uh, the night, I guess. He said, hey, keep my bath water in the tub. I'll use it tomorrow morning again before I go out. Ooh. That's gross. But oh, it's cold. It's well, I, I don't, yeah, you're right. Wouldn't it be cold? I don't know. It, it's pretty gross. It's also cold, but doesn't sound like someone is going to kill themselves that night. So, well, I know you can always make too much of that. Of unless suicides making plans. What it was his plan all along. Oh, so he's trying to throw them off. Correct. Okay, Carrie, if he wanted to throw suspicion on someone, he sure didn't do it for the three days that he died. So, he <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. You see. He was more devious. Carrie, that's not going to hold water. (laughs) (laughs) See what I did there? So if what happened to Charles was his choice, critical to that choice was the choice of the poison. And Timothy is caustic. It's extremely painful at anything more than a very nominal dosage. But also, I'm guessing Charles wasn't the smartest. Uh, We'll talk about that in in two seconds. Because we'll see. Crayon in the back? You said crayon in the back? Mm -hmm. Wow, Carrie. That could have been, he could have just been a shitty lawyer, but it would have taken incredible courage and stupidity, really, or or mad desperation to down, to voluntarily down a massive dose of antimony. So you asked that question you just asked, right? One of Charles's legal specialties was medical jurisprudence. He knew about poisons, he would have known how painful antimony would be in the large dose that he took. Almost certainly. So he, he it, it seems like, at the very least, he would have had access to better options than that. It was known to be caustic. Anyone would have known that at the time. We know he also had laudanum for his toothache. He also used it for neuralgia, which is, I guess, is, a, is facial pain that's due to infected nerves in your face. So he, he had plenty of laudanum on hand. You can kill yourself with laudanum and it's... You just go to sleep. Uh, you just go to sleep, basically. Yeah. It, it makes no sense for him to choose antimony yeah. for suicide. And if he had just taken poison, which he did so voluntarily, intending to end his life, why did he rush from the room and scream for help? The hot water was undoubtedly to induce vomiting. That was a common thing at the time, right? And, and to, in other words, to, to get whatever just ailed right. him out of his system, right? So if he knew he had just taken antimony, that was the most effective medic in the world. Yeah. He would not need any hot water. He wouldn't have called it for hot water. The fact that he did so, to me, that indicates strongly that he knew he had just ingested something really, really bad. He did not know what it was. Yeah. If he knew his antimony, he would not be calling for something to make him throw up. He was going to throw up for a long time and, our, and indeed had already started, but... So huh. I, I, I think the argument for suicide is very weak for all those sort of counter reasons. Yeah. And 
it just honestly, if you, if you intentionally commit suicide, you just, you sit down and let it happen, even if it's in causing pain and he did nothing of the sort. You just, you just lay down and hope for the end to come as swiftly as possible and curse yourself for choosing something as dumb as intimidate. <laughs> but there is a way for Charles to be guilty without intent, and that is he could have consumed the poison by accident right. in some way. But how? Good question. Maybe he had eaten too much that night or felt kind of sick, and he was going to use tartar emetic as his natural use, which is to purge, to, to throw up. Okay. And he... That would jive with him telling Jane he took it. It would. It would. It would not jive, though, with him, again, asking for hot water to see if he needed to purge himself even yeah. more. That doesn't make any sense. And remember the dose. Four yeah. grains can kill you. 30 grains is what he took. The normal dosage is a speck. And I think you put it in water. It's just... How do you make that much of an incredible mistake? I just don't see how you make that big of a mistake of dosage. Like, oh my God, I feel sick. How dumb were people that made this and sold it and carried available? They sold lots of horrible things. Well, I looked at an episode on patent medicines. They sold some crazy stuff. But something with such a tiny dose being lethal. I know. That is nuts. You know, and it's something that. People will purposely take for one reason people or another. People took mercury. People took uh, cyanide. Remember? Yes. Arsenic, I think, was treated was used for. I, I know arsenic was at least used for skin, things like that. So yeah, no, they they were they were not smart. That's not. Let's be clear about that. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm. Well, saying. some people have said that he maybe he mistook the bottle of laudanum for the bottle of antimony because maybe those bottles look alike. I read that. This, though, seems super unlikely because laudanum is a liquid and Timothy is like a crystal. It's a salt-like crystal. So even if the bottles look a little like, you're not going to... No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, it's not impossible. It's, I, I think it's hugely unlikely. Because why do you have that bottle of Timothy next to your bed, wherever, you that, in a place yeah. where you think it's... where it's, um, I'm sorry, where you think it's um, laudanum. Epsom salts is another possibility because they it does look more like Timothy just physically. Charles did take Epsom salts for indigestion. It was a common cure at the time. Epsom salts are large grains. They're very large grains, yes. But still, at least they're a salt-like crystal as well. And was that how the mistake was made? Again, this seems far-fetched. You take a big gulp of Epsom salts that just happens to actually be a bottle of antimony, a deadly poison. That seems very strange. To make that happen, you at least have to get the bottle of antimony into Charles's immediate possession. For this to to work at all, there was a way that that could happen, though. Remember how some thought Florence could have been using poisons in small doses to fend off Charles's advances? Mm -hmm. Well, could Charles have been microdosing Florence to make her feel too sick to drink? So in 19th century England, tartar medic was used to battle alcoholism. Apparently, you used it to make the alcoholic sick and then I I guess associate booze with this feeling and therefore kind of cure them of their alcoholism. So was he trying to cure Florence of burging alcoholism in kind of a super creepy, dangerous way? Well, we do know that he did think she'd been drinking too much and that he was angry about it. Yeah, Florence's mother would testify the inquest that when the couple had visited them the previous Christmas, Charles had complained to her, Florence's own mother, that, hey, Florence is drinking a lot. She needs to stop. 
and he told her, his mother-in-law, that he would, quote, cure her of it, unquote. Hmm. Was this his method? Was his method antimony to cure her of her drinking? So then how did he accidentally take it? Well, at least it gives a reason for he'd have it like in his room and have it close at hand because he's using it nightly or or frequently at least. But there could be also a more sinister motive. Perhaps it wasn't that Florence is trying to poison Charles like we posited a few minutes ago. Maybe Charles was trying to poison Florence not to cure her of her budding alcoholism, but to kill kill her. her. Maybe he was the would-be murderer in this case. Maybe he had the intimidate because he was dosing Florence to gradually, slowly kill her and get all that money for himself. And again, somehow he accidentally ingested that himself. So that was, at least that's where the Epsom salt for intimidate comes in, right? He could have had, so he has this intimidate and for whatever reason it's kept I don't know, next to the Epsom salt bottle, and he does. He feels like, oh, God, I need to throw up, I'm, uh, you know, and he just grabs it, takes a big gulp. I, I, I'm not saying it's realistic. At least it gives you a, a quasi-plausible way. you gulping from the bottle. You wouldn't think, but maybe he did. No. He, was a, he was a Philistine. You wouldn't do that for Epsom salts either. You have, to, you have to dissolve it in something. Could he have done that? Could he have poured a bunch of... Antimony into uh, water, thinking it was Epsom salts, it possibly. Would be super obvious. I, I would think so too. I don't know. I would think so as well. But at least it's there is. At least we have this theory. A couple of ways he would have had the antimony in his room, yeah. close at hand, and been using it. It was I mean, to cure maybe her or he kill was her. using it, or thinking about using it for Florence, and he accidentally spilled it. And then he he cleaned it up, and they're just like little teeny tiny grains, right? Yeah. So like I guess it's like salt, I think. Yeah, but, but you can so, get you can get that. How are you gonna ingest that? Well, Flippinot, maybe he got his, you know, licked his fingers. Maybe he was using his, <laughs> maybe he was using his hand, yeah, or something like that. I don't know. And he licks his fingers. He washes his hands, and then he drinks the water from that because he was he was a guy who was gonna use bath water twice. True. So yeah. he's gross. We've established maybe. that. Um, nice, nice try. I don't think that's possible. That's him. <laughs> that seems weird. How do you get it into your system? I don't know. Yeah. I don't um, know. There is this, the, the, this accident possibility though, at least is intriguing. It could also, by the way, explain how Bravo was so forgiving and kind toward Florence during his final ordeal. Cause remember there, at least according to her, yeah. they were fighting a lot and there was not good. And he was very kind to her as he was dying. Maybe if, if he, knew that his death was caused by him trying to kill her and now he knows he's dying yeah he's just like oh my god you know what karma well i'm gonna be nice to her because you know i'm, I'm dying I, I it's too late now for me to murder her personality his Doesn't personality like would be to blame it on her <sighs> but he sure as hell didn't yeah so i don't know if if he thought I feel like if he thought she had done it, he would have ratted her out. If he thought Mrs. Cox had done it, he would have for sure told anyone and kind of had to laugh last there if he really was trying to fire her. It's like, yeah, okay, I I didn't fire you, but I'm going to get you arrested for murder. So it just seems weird. See, him not doing that makes me think he did it. uh, Yes, but, oh, you mean in terms of suicide? Yeah. Or accident? Accidentally, Mm -hmm. and he knew it, or super devious. I don't know what his... Mm -hmm motive for suicide would be but i'm gonna act like the loving husband yeah and cast why suspicion on her he's not acting like the loving husband but, but he's gotta know 
The number I've, one I, suspect is going to be the wife. All you have to do is say so, though. No, but... Just tell them. But he's the, I, he's I mean, the innocent, wonderful husband. That's too devious they'll by come half. Up, they'll come up easy. with a motive. <laughs> what? Because they did. I know, but why hope for that when you can just simply tell them that? You're dying. You just say, Florence did it. And for sure she's arrested. Not just kind of hope for it. That makes sense. I don't know. You're grasping at straws. <laughs> this whole, it seems like, seems like that's the fourth time. You've, you're like, no, I want Florence to be innocent. God damn it. Well, Florence is innocent. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if it was some kind of accident, that would definitely explain why he wanted to hide it. How embarrassing you knew you had accidentally killed yourself wow you're not going to tell anyone that you're not going to try to cast aspersions you're just going to die are you kidding me that would be you don't want to have people remember you as the stupidest death in the history of deaths no way <laughs> absolutely not I'll, I'll tell you one thing but i don't you don't but all I people do don't care i know you've said this before thinks after i die because i think a, be- i'll be dead and i won't know <laughs> b if i do know It'll just give me something, you know, good drama, good if you stuff believed, to pay attention to. If you believed in heaven, though, and you don't want to be made fun of by all the angels, you don't admit to this. I, I think I think most people do care about um, how they're thought of after they die, and they would not admit to this incredible, oh, yeah. stupid bonehead of a stick. It's not suicide, so. It's not. Yeah. It's an accident. Yeah. And, and it's an embarrassing accident through incredible mm. stupidity that caused your horrific death. Okay, the angels no aren't, gonna, aren't going to death shame you. They're going to be nice Ugh, and Carrie, shower you with Carrie, sympathy. This is not. Angels and wonderful are gifts. awful. No, Read <laughs> the Bible. And angels did horrible things. Terrible, terrible things. Trust me. The whole angels on cloud stuff with wings and that. Oh, no. Angels were, were pretty vicious at times. So, but no one wants to stain, I think, stain their memory, the shame of it. And it would have brought shame to his family, too. Can you imagine? They've been in the laughing stock. So I think if it was an accident, him not saying anything and having the, you know, keep on going back to the ludicrous laudanum story makes actually more sense if it was an accident because he's so embarrassed. He may even, or, or if it was, he but was again, trying to murder her. Okay, but if he did it accidentally and he knew, oh, shit, I took the wrong step, like you said, he wouldn't be yelling for hot water. Because he knows. No. Well, possibly. Possibly. Or he's just panicking. Because if, if he knows, if, if it was suicide and he knows what he took, he doesn't, he doesn't act anything like he did. So I think suicide is, is the least likely. Uh, if it's an accident, though, he may not fully realize. He just knows, oh, shit, I've done something terrible. I need hot water. Yeah. And quickly realized, oh, no, that must have been intimidating. I'm going to die. I think many a uh, suicide victim changes their mind mid-suicide attempt like oh my god what have i done uh, maybe i think that's it possible that's possible but um i don't know it's possible and, and and go back to if he had been trying to, to murder her and he does this by accident he feels like okay okay this is a twist ending that i deserve so i'm not going <laughs> to tell anybody about i'm going to try to cast any any blame on her uh, but anyway, if it was any kind of an accident like that, what an atrocious, horrific, uh, unbelievable way to die. Yeah, but I don't have any sympathy for him. No, I don't either. This, this, I kind of hope that is what happened. I, it feels like murder to me. And I think I do know who the perp was. But what do you think? You think Jane Cox? I mean, I think she's the most likely. But you don't like, okay, murder, suicide, accident. Pick one of those first. Uh, suicide. Suicide. Interesting. I think that's the least likely of the or, three possibilities. Uh, or, I mean, meaning he did it. No, I suicide has to be intent. Be so, accident. accident. So, murder, suicide, or accident? 
I'm going to say accident first, suicide okay. second, murder third. Oh, I think murder is, is easily first. <laughs> and I think accident is, is a distant second. I think suicide is negligible to non-existent. I think it's very, very, very unlikely. Accident first. If you think accident, was it Florence accidentally overdosing him because she's just trying to keep him off her? Or do you think it was Charles accidentally doing it himself? I think it was him accidentally doing it himself. So you have to make him somehow <laughs> ingest 30 grains of intimity accidentally. I yeah, just don't see how I, that's possible. But also the 30 grains. That's a lot. How do we know? Because they found that in his system after he dead and after he's dead in a post <laughs> in a postmortem. So he, it could have been more because they, they, they got dissolve? it out of him. I, they found 30 yeah, grains of... I don't, uh, no, they see, did. They're I not just saying I, this. They're not just making it up. They found 30 grains of intimidity in the system. I don't know how. They did. I don't know. If they, I, just, just because you don't know the medical reason how doesn't mean it didn't happen. For sure it did. Well, okay. These are old-timey doctors. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> They're not making that up. They found 30 grains. They counted them out. Dean. What? There have, I'm sure there have been many a... Okay. Death, diagnosis, whatever. This is your fifth that... straw. For, for sure, they found 30 grains. I can't tell you how. I am 1 million percent positive they did, though. Trust me. I'm positive they did. They found that. I, I've, I've read I many other cases where they say, we so found. They, it happened all the time. Trust me. I've read a lot about 19th century murder, and they very frequently say, this okay. is the exact amount that they had ingested. It's, it's, I, I've read it many, many times. Oh, I have no I have doubt that they could. To do a little bit more research. You do that, but you'll find it. that they for sure uh, found 30 grains of antimony in a system. Okay. I mean, every, think about it, Carrie. Every, oh, it's a, the best kept secret of 19th century medicine. All those times they said the dose, they were lying. Because Carrie doesn't know how they could have done that in 19th century. They did. I don't know. I, they, they must not have dissolved. Completely. Yeah. So, so, so it could be more than that. Exactly. Even. Okay, then. So now <laughs> you're making your, your accident even worse because there's no, maybe it was 50 grains, in which case, how do you take that much intimidity accidentally? Yeah. I just, there's no way to do it. The best way is something to do with, like, is that somehow you're so dumb, you pour a bunch of intimidity in, in thinking it's Epsom salts, yeah. and you then consume that quickly in a gulp. I, good Lord. Yeah, it, it's not impossible. I just think it's incredibly unlikely. Whereas murder is in prima okay. facie plausible and possible. So who did it? I, I think it was Florence. Okay. I think she had a great motive to do it. She had obviously the means and opportunity. She, I think, she weighed the possibility of divorce versus murder and found murder, though not perfect, way better option than divorce. Again, again, it's not even clear she would have even been given a divorce. So she, right. if she did that, she now is in this horrific marriage with a person who owns her home and has a lot more legal rights than she does. Even with the recent reforms, they, the man still had way more rights than she did. He yeah. probably could have had her institutionalized. She needed to kill this guy. She thought he was, if she, he was continually trying to, to get her pregnant. She felt that getting pregnant again could kill her the next time. So she had multiple motivations for getting rid of yeah. him. So I, I think she did. did. Now, then the question becomes, did she act in concert with Jane Cox? And I do think Probably, they did. I think yeah. they did it together. Yeah. They, neither one of them going to help him. It's like, do, 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 I'm so asleep and I, Jane Cox, am just here crocheting a nice little, oh God, that's a poison bottle. Um, so uh, um, I, I, I think that's, that's suspicious. I think that they did start to maybe snipe a little bit during the inquest because they're feeling the pressure now yeah. and they both have secrets. They can't, they, you know, they're in this kind of relationship where they can't rat out the other one. So why would they give him so much? 
I like your idea. <laughs> they both. I'm gonna go up now and put some poison. I don't know. If, I don't know if Florence did it. And Florence is thinking, "Oh, did Jane put the poison? I better go to poison." No, they just wanted to make damn sure he's dead. They did not have the poison knowledge that uh, Charles had. So they, just, they, so they did not know that four grains was enough to kill him. So they just boop, popped in enough that they thought was way more than the normal dosage. Would that be enough? And that actually explains better why they, they did so much because they didn't know. Yeah. And he would have known. I don't need to take 30 if I'm committing suicide. I can take four or, you know, 10 and be very, very sure that I'm going to die yet not cause I remember, remember his death was horrific. As soon as he drank that water, if that's where it was, he knew he had just consumed something horrific. And, and he was, remember it burned his mouth. It burned his, the inside of his body horrifically. And he started throwing up almost immediately. Yeah, which is odd to me that he. It means he knew he was poisoned no, right away. it's odd to me that he didn't, didn't die quickly. Oh, more yeah, quickly. that is, that is, that is. So. If four grains are going to kill you, that means he ingested probably 34 or more. No, 30. If 30 didn't dissolve and are still in his stomach. Now, I don't think I don't think you understand the meta the that doesn't mean they didn't kill him just because they didn't completely dissolve. I don't know. Okay. So I, I think you're you're relying too much <laughs> on your non-medical knowledge of um the circumstance. Charles the Charles Bravo death though was instantly a sensation and it's only grown in stature since is Crime aficionados are big, big fans yeah. of this story. Crime writer William Ruffed, don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, quote, the prize puzzle of British criminal jurisprudence, and also, quote, a very pearl among poisoning cases, end quote, because he was weird. And you know why? Why? Because nobody was sad. <laughs> I don't think that's why. So your final answer is that it was an accident. Mine is that it was Florence very possibly in connivance with Mrs. Cox. Uh, again, by far the strongest. We've gone into what what happened there, but there's still, I'll admit, there's still a little bit problem with the means, right? We said earlier that Florence or Mrs. Cox could have snuck upstairs sometime. It's not uh-huh. clear when, though. They were at, oh, a, at dinner mean... together. Charles went straight to his room. They were having words. I, so, I don't. It, that's a little bit of a, of a. It's just them. I know. In the house with some servants. I, I know. Mean, I'm just. I'm just saying that that's there's easy. The only chink in my armor of murder is that. The means aren't super obvious and easy, but yes, they could have snuck yeah. up there in some way or shape or form. If it was murder, then Charles, like we said, would have surely known who had done it to him. That's, the, that's why this is so weird. Three days of silence become completely inexplicable if it was indeed murder. Why not make sure who did this crime paid for this crime that's the true puzzle and i think that's why people the crime yeah. snobs love this case is that it, his why? his actions make no sense mm-hmm. whatsoever they're, they're totally inexplicable and at odds with human nature and with charles bravo himself it, it, so in other words it seems like it was murder but if it was murder then the victim who would have known he had been murdered acted like it was an accident. Yeah. That is it's very, very baffling. So everybody who believes that Florence and or Jane did it, what's their do is there any theory behind that? That behind his actions? Uh-huh. Um I I don't know. Not I mean, there's nothing super obvious. Like it's just like, I know I'm dead. Why ruin her life too? Why not if she killed you? Exactly. I don't know. I don't I really don't know. Um I, I feel like he would have had to have known. It was Florence or Jane, or both. He would have had to. He's not going to suspect a servant. We think the servant arguments are kind of nonsensical. So 
I don't. It's not I, nonsensical. It, they're un, they're very unlikely, unless. But like, same thing though. Why not? I guess. Yeah. I guess if it was a servant, you wouldn't want to admit that because then you'd have to talk admit about why she wanted to kill yeah. you. So that's um, more evidence for that. Theory. It is, but I think there, there's really, really, very little. There's no evidence for that beyond it, that. That become pure one million percent speculation and. Over the course of time, no one ever found any evidence of that whatsoever, or any evidence that he was doing anything like that that would have motivated yes. murder. So, I argue it would be one hundred percent speculation because yes, it would be. Did I say what did I say? One I say, million. Oh, percent. I see. No, that's more than one hundred percent. I don't know if you knew that or not. That's math, Carrie. That's math. <laughs> the accident argument is not completely implausible, and that would better explain his silence out of embarrassment. So, and, and in terms of an accident, I would think the best option there, the accident option is that he was dosing Florence. Yeah. And that he realized he had done himself in when he was trying to commit murder. And he's like, okay, well, I'm not going to talk about that. I mean, I'm not going to say, yeah, uh, you know, I was trying to murder my wife and I accidentally killed myself. H and Timothy instead of Epsom salt. I am stupid and murderous. So, also, yeah, there's one other, one other quick point I want to make is that. Which helps your argument in that, at least in the sense that he was trying to kill Florence. Because remember how he all pissed off he was always about her spending money? Yeah. Well, if he was going to soon inherit that money, it was like she was spending his money. True. So that does, that helps the, the accident argument a little bit. If, But it's, it's kind of torturous because it's still, yeah. you have to argue that he was trying to kill her and therefore he, and again, I, I just think it's the, the, the mechanism of an accident is so implausible, whereas the mechanism of murder is perfectly plausible. Yeah. And the mechanism, the mechanism for suicide is, is very plausible, obviously, but his actions around it, all of his actions indicate it was not suicide. So that's why I go with murder. And if it was murder, it was Florence and or Mrs. Cox are probably both of them. There were some casualties besides Charles in this affair. Dr. Gully was ruined. Oh. His clinic stopped being the place to be seen for the hot shots, the nobles. He died in ruin in 1883, possibly by suicide. Oh. So sort of, I can't remember exactly how he died, but it's like, mm, that could have been suicide. It's like if you read between the lines of the obituary, it might have been suicide. Yeah. Mrs. Cox, she was booed and she was hissed at as she left the courthouse during the second inquest. A lot of suspicion came toward her. Yeah. The public believed she had something to do with Bravo's death. But she could take it because, as we said, she soon went back to Jamaica to claim her inherited mini fortune. I don't know how much it was, but it was lived comfortably the rest of her life. She later came back to England and she died in 1913, many years oh. later. So she, she lived a pretty good life. If, if she was helpful, then she got away with murder and, and lived comfortably. What about Florence, though? The jury, the second corner's inquest, I think for sure believed it was murder, and most people think that they had their eye on Florence and they thought Florence did it. They just couldn't say so and couldn't right. prove it. No charges were ever filed. Yeah. So Florence, if she did it, got away with it. Kind of. So she was under a cloud of suspicion the rest of her life. Yeah. Her family disowned her. Oh my God. After this, the press vilified her. The London Times of London wrote, quote, she was an adulteress and an inebriate, selfish and self-willed, a bad daughter and a worse wife, unquote. So That's, what did she do? She, I hope she left the country. Well, her brother ironically asked her to and wanted her to. Remember, she was there from Australia. That's where uh, her dad had made his initial fortune. Right. Florence's brother, William, was the only one who still spoke to her. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. after this. He, and I think he was back in Australia already. And he tried to get her to move to Australia, to move with him where she was born, and to yeah. live there, to start over. For whatever reason, Florence would not leave England. Oh, she my She didn't gosh, want to go back. Florence. She had plenty of money. Yeah. They she, would have loved her in Australia. I think so, too. I mean, that is a nation built on yes. criminals. So I think they would have seen one of their kind and said, oh, yeah. mate, we love you, Florence. That's the worst. I, you need to stop <laughs> me from doing Australian accents because it's terrible. Florence's father grew ill and his business failed and the family had to sell everything to oh. pay off their debts. Well, did they ask Florence for money? I, they probably did. <laughs> probably not. But they uh, should have maybe kept a lifeline there. Florence moved to South Sea in Hampshire, but she died two years later in 1878 <sighs> from alcohol poisoning. She was a very wow. heavy drinker. So in one way, Charles well, had yeah. a point. She essentially drank herself to death in two years. She may have stepped it up too just because people were so mean to her. That's true. She probably did as a matter of fact. <sighs> that was the three part marathon of the charles bravo yeah you really drew this one out i think i wanted to give you some light it was basically part one lots of background part two the incident Mm -hmm. part three who did it i know i was there okay i just think she had a rough rougher than necessary life she should have had a nice life given her station in society wow so that seems elitist and because she was born to wealth she should have um you know had a good life. Poor people don't deserve a good life. Carrie, this is what I'm hearing well, from you. Well, that's backwards. I'm just, uh, I'm sickened. I'm, I'm No, I'm saying that because of her advantages in life, she didn't have to worry about the day-to-day survival stuff. You know what, though, in a sense... And she wasn't a bad person. No, but it's a little bit her own fault, and I'll say, I'll say why. She's the one who insisted, I've got to go back to those I, parties exactly. and be socially respectable. She cared too much about she, it. She, wait, she very much did. Yeah. I know it's hard. It's, she was from that station in life, like you said. Yeah. So she was used to having it. She's a very, very social person. But she could have moved to Australia with all her money. She yes. could have moved to America yeah. when no one knew who she was. Didn't and I say that in episode one? I think you did. Here's the thing. But, she never experienced unconditional love in her life. Oh, there you go. So now you psychologically yes. kind of treat her. Are you? It's, well- her parents' fault. Are you trying to get a sponsorship from BetterHelp.com? <laughs> for... <laughs> and now you know what else? Just on the same topic, listening to books is great. Audible.com. No, so, and also, um, I like food. And what's what's more convenient than having food sent to you through four times a month? Never mind. I'm trying. To, I'm covering all the bases for mm-hmm. um, podcast sponsorships. Anyway, the what was I going to say? I, well, I was talking about how her parents didn't love her unconditionally. Oh, yeah. Obviously, you're probably right. You're probably right. That's true. So she needed the love and approval of her society friends yep. Yep. and stuff like that. If she just would have put her, her nose up. just loved her and supported her. Or if she had just found a way to overcome that, not worried about what people thought yes. about her, not worried about gaining yeah. back her reputation. She would she, have never married someone like Charles Exactly. Bravo. She should have just been the eccentric widow mm-hmm. who goes and lives in the south of France. She that sounds fun. Could have had a blast. She would have. I think she life. would have had a blast. But uh-huh. nope, she chose a different path, and it ultimately led to, to her, her drinking her herself death. to death. So, who inherited all of her stuff? I don't know. I don't know. Good question. It wouldn't have been her family, would it? Maybe her brother. Hopefully, it was her brother. Yeah. Hopefully, she wrote a will, and the only good guy was her brother. So, yeah. yeah. Let's let's assume. You know what? 
Let's assume it was. That's Don't have any idea. Quite a detail, Dean. It's a, would be a matter of public record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why don't you know that? I should have gone back and read the <laughs> what the, the the testate records in England from the 19th well, century. Well, whoever wrote one of the many books about the whole thing should have included it in the epilogue. I didn't read the many books about oh. the thing. <laughs> I, like, I don't have to read books. I, 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 you know what? Here's the thing. I think I might have read Death of a, of at the Priory. Years and years ago, I've known about this case for a long, long time. I might have read that yeah. a long, long time ago. I thought you did read about. I think I did, I recall but not recently. Being told many details about this story. The story, in really? Panera, <laughs> really? Yes. No, I've I've been wanting to do this story for a long yes. time. It is a fascinating case in my mind. I hope you, the listeners, agreed, and I hope you found it interesting. Tell us what you thought about it. We'll give you some. We'll do lots of pictures. We probably already have. This is part three. I definitely <laughs> want to do some pictures of. I found some recently. I found some pictures, some different pictures of Florence too. Remember, she's uh, this this great beauty. I'm gonna say, times change, tastes change, and no, I mean they they always, man and man and woman too. They, they always what we think of as physically attractive now is almost is different from what they yes. thought of physically attractive in the 19th century. Yes. So, but no, she's she was she sounds like a great woman. She sounds smart. <laughs> And attractive. And Charles, you know what? Charles should have been a nicer guy. He was horrible. Yeah. If he was a nicer guy, he wouldn't have been dead. He wouldn't have been dead. <laughs> well, he'd be dead by now. Yeah, he'd probably be dead by now, sure. So, okay, that's the story. Hope you enjoyed it. Tell us if you did. Don't tell us if you didn't. You, you can tell me. Don't, don't, don't tell her. <laughs> don't, don't rat me out. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>